0: Seeking the wise, wise.
1: With Aaron and Alexander discussing the just philosophy.
0: Covering self-development, emotional processing, conscious relationships,
1: and five levels of overall wellness. So, Alexander, something that's been on the forefront of my mind and in my awareness a lot is death and Naturally, that brings in kind of the opposite, which would be health and wellness. And of course, on this podcast, we discuss the just philosophy, which helps us to focus more on a life of wellness. And one of the major reasons why this has come into my mind is that I lost a friend recently who was an initial supporter of the podcast. Earlier on, she was in and active in our community, and more or less, that she passed from what the doctor said would be stress kind of ate away at her heart. I feel like this is kind of an epidemic now in our society where we're stress, anxiety, worry, and we can get into more of the so-called negative emotions, they affect us on what we would bring in on all five levels. And sometimes we can feel like we're we're living a healthy life because we're working out. Our body looks good, but if our mind and the other levels are not in a state of wellness, then we're deteriorating. So, thank you for being here, Alexander. And, you know, I've moved to Tennessee, but I've made the trip to North Carolina where we record the podcast. And I'm so grateful to be here with Alexander mm-hmm. and continue exploring these certain topics within the podcast and exploring on my journey. I feel like this whole next level and shift in my life has taken me into the next level of this philosophy, and I haven't even discussed a lot of this with Alexander yet, but I'm sure it's going to yield more and more future podcast topics for us to, yes, to discuss.
0: I'm, I'm looking very forward to that. It's so good to be back in your your energy and for us to, to see each other and catch up. And as you were just saying, we hadn't had a lot of time to catch up. We're kind of jumping right in and getting into this subject. You have been talking about the subject of death and Many times health and death can come up simultaneously as interests of people because they are the polarities. And as you mentioned, we focus here on the podcast and in the Just Philosophy on five levels of wellness, and that includes the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the physical. The importance of all five of these is still relatively unrecognized by most people in our culture. And fortunately or unfortunately, there seems to be a lot of focus going on mental health now, people being diagnosed with stress more, and the physical implications of stress, even to the point of death. And, you know, we can say that this is very disheartening, but it's eye-opening as well. And fortunately or unfortunately, sometimes we have to really have something shoved in our faces before we look at it at the level that we should. This is an individual interpretation for most people. I like to say that whatever's coming to you individually as subjects around you in conversations and interest, is kind of like that nudge of intuition sometimes. It's like the universe helping us to maybe take a look at something that we're not aware of or that we're not concerned with focusing on. Many times it does take a physical ailment to catch people's true attention. And hopefully in today's podcast, we're going to express some things that might wake up, so to say, some of our listeners before that physical ailment has to come.
1: Yeah, so I've had the death of a friend. I have a friend slash neighbor who's in the process of passing, a little bit older. I just turned 39, which is kind of midlife or maybe even, maybe even like over the hump uh, nowadays with the life expectancy of a male being somewhere around 74, 75, I think. Mm-hmm. And it just came in around my birthday where, you know, my body has started not feeling as young as it used to. And I'm just starting now to feel like I'm understanding myself on a whole nother level and I'm being comfortable in who I am and not needing to convince people of who I am, which is a great feeling to finally get there because I do have issues around affirmation, needing affirmation, and even though it doesn't seem like I do, <laughs> I do. Sure. So anyway, I feel like I'm stepping into my power and now I'm like, okay, well, half my life is over. I'm using it to motivate, like, why is death coming in? Because I just feel like it's coming in from every area, just people all around me, I'm seeing death, or maybe I'm just noticing it more because it's mm-hmm. right into my awareness. And so obviously there's a message in there and I'm trying to look at it as what do I need to see to improve my life? The message that I've gotten is just continue to step in to my power and to be able to live life in a more fruitful way where I'm not just wasting time. I'm just being more intentional with my time because now I, I can see how limited it is. And just the process of seeing somebody go from having like plans in the future and then suddenly you're dying. And now you have to plan out your last month. It's just a mind F, you know, Uh, and, uh, and, and and it's just so hard. I've always been curious about this and I don't know, maybe to a morbid sense, but it's hard to think about a lot, but I'm trying to use it to motivate myself to really live my last days. However many that is, I'm not dying. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, you know, we're all limited here and I don't want to ever be caught off guard where I get the news and I'm like, well, I've wasted the last 10 years of my life when I should have been really enjoying it. So I'm just trying to to put it all in, into perspective and motivate myself to take action into not having regrets, I guess.
0: Yeah, and there's multiple things that I want to highlight here. And one thing is the basic view of our culture and death and how it's really not for most people something that is discussed, is comfortable, is Seen as a beautiful transition, although most religious belief systems and even spiritual systems say that there's something better on the other side, but it's still such a taboo subject in our culture. And I mention to people quite often that I know three things very confidently, and that's death and love and loss. And I give death and loss the credit to teaching me how to love. So when the subject of death comes up around me, it's very rarely anything negative. It's an opportunity. And again, when we're talking about these five levels, that death is just the death of the physical part. And our energy from many people's way they look at it continues on. And whether that's energy or soul or spirit or whatever somebody wants to give that label, I think that. What helped me with that is, of course, I've gone through an awful lot of death. Everybody from grandparents to parents to wives to friends, relatives. But I enjoy life more now than I ever have throughout my life. And part of that was seeing how special so-called time was. And especially after going through five years of excruciating chest pain after my wife dying, huge wake-up call because it did feel very physical. It wound up being the emotion frustration and working through that to release it. But here, I like to suggest to people, if you can take this with a grain of salt, when you start considering that we're all dying, like (laughs) everyone is, but none of us know the life expectancy, so to say. Whether you've got a month to live or 10 years or 30 years, if you live life in a way to where you remember daily that you don't know when that time is, that you want to live life in a way that keeps you away from the would-haves, the should and the could The way that I see embracing that is through embracing failure, that you can connect failure and death. And when you're able to see failure as just an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to learn, and that if I'm going to expand, I have to be willing to fail. That's a death to the ego. It's a death to insecurity. So I think we can work a lot with changing our general perception of this death and be able to talk about it in a beautiful way of maybe leaving a habit behind and seeing that as a death. And then you can connect death and rebirth. Again, we're getting closer to The health model, health being like wealth. I think that's becoming more and more popular in the times ahead. And where we're at right now, people are seeing that how they feel on many different levels plays a big role to their level of
1: experience and enjoyment. And that's exactly where all these experiences have led me to, because I can focus on death and then transition that into focusing on enjoying life. But it ultimately, again, leads me to my health. I've been blessed to have such great health in my 30s. I was a sickly child. I kind of grew out of that. And then when I took my own health into my own hands and took responsibility for it, that's kind of when I feel like it started to excel. But again, like now I'm at the peak where (laughs) now it's going to start being challenged more and I need to start putting more attention to that. Thankfully, I started putting in this work consistently for the last seven years. And so I'm at a totally different point and I don't want to shy away from the people who are just starting, but it really is. You start and you don't stop and then you look back and you're so grateful that you started when you started. Time just keeps going and you don't want to be like, oh, I should have started. I should have started because every day just compiles and compiles and compiles and I'm just at such a different level now after seven years. And again, I I can't wait to share this with you because I just feel like a different person all of a sudden. And I'm just so grateful for that.
0: And this is where you know I want to bring in, again, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. And I think that's what you're experiencing and doing your best to express is it's been a seven-year journey. And a lot of the way along the way, you may have thought that you knew what you know now, but then you have breakthroughs and you go, "Oh, no, I wasn't seeing this as deeply as I see it now and I wanted to mention that because a lot of people that start this work, they want it to be fast. Some people feel like if you work and focus on it even harder that you move through it faster it's more like developing a lifestyle and it's stopping to be the work is just what you do and That takes, you know, a minimum of a seven-year cycle, typically, to truly move through any type of huge transition or healing a trauma or working with something like that. So this is a great time. I am looking forward to our conversations after the podcast, seeing what all you have been going through through this big transition in your life.
1: Yeah, and the stuff I'm talking about is just the daily stuff that would cause me anxiety or stress. Or worry, you know, I was a constant worrier throughout my 20s and and 30s worrying about money because I'm a double diamond card in the destiny cards. And just utilizing the tools and techniques in the just philosophy to root out and find where I have resistance in my life. Whenever I feel that pull, I can pause and stop and go through the process of finding where that is and then find a solution or some way to shift that perspective that I'm in agreement with you know, within myself, if it is a perspective shift somewhere just to to allow that energy to flow. And it sounds so like foo-foo, but it really isn't. It's really a a certain process that after practicing it over and over and over again, it starts to become part of you to a point where you're not always kind of bogged down. Like if we're talking about a metaphorical computer, we're not always having these processes running at 100% and bogging us down in our mind, especially. I guess the point is to keep practicing, but I'm at a point where a lot of these things don't cause a lot of high-level processing and just like that back-level subconscious that they used to.
0: Yes, and a big part of the Just Philosophy and what we've discussed in so many episodes of this podcast is the matter of managing emotions. To know that the emotions come from a certain thought process or a judgment, and that process or judgment come from a belief system that has either been taught to us or created at some point. And normally that's around doubt of some type. So see, once those emotions get activated, they have an energetic impact. They drain our energetic aura that has been proven by Western medicine now. In Eastern medicine, they look at it through the chakras, the energy centers that power this uh, energy bubble around us. And then, when that energy field gets weakened, we're more susceptible to injuries or disease in that area of the physical body. The overall wellness is five levels of wellness. On all five of those levels, everything's communicating. There's no resistance, which basically means there's no judgment going on. So, many times people may be running good on maybe one or two of the levels, but Most people aren't even aware that they have these five levels, so they certainly can't be working on them and making sure that they're nice and tidy and everything's working optimally. The place to start is understanding that when you work to manage your emotions, not suppress them, I'm not talking about running from them, I'm talking about inviting them in. We have a saying through the podcast and the philosophy of leaning into the friction. Learn to make love with the friction in your life. So if something that angers you or somebody angers you, to see that you're giving your power away by allowing that anger and that there needs to be an adjustment. We call it the three R's to recognize the person, place, or situation, to learn to respect it, and then to redirect it. And so we have the whole processes for any new listeners that's listening. Please visit our catalog. We have step-by-step approaches through this. We've even had some people question if there's enough spiritual information on this podcast. And I like to bring to the point that, again, our focus on the spiritual aspect or the spiritual level is four main components, which is trust, faith, non-judgment, and gratitude. A lot of people that are looking for more of a so-called spiritual overtone, they're really looking for ceremony, or they're looking for ritual. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's useful too. But Here, we don't get as much into that because we celebrate everybody's types of ceremonies and rituals that, you know, are in alignment with their wellness. So we want certain aspects of this philosophy to be open to individual interpretation while giving a guide of how to actually work with these five levels, especially this emotional level. And as you said earlier, you were kind of a chronic worrier in your 20s. And you've learned to process some of this stuff in a different way over the last seven years. But it's been, I'm sure, a gradual process. It's a type of maturing because, again, when people are used to being emotionally reactive, sometimes they feel like if they're not, then they won't get recognized. They won't get taken seriously. And again, this means that you're attempting to communicate, maybe not with the optimal people, if that's the only way they want to communicate. I love that we're bringing this up, especially in the first part. We're going to expand so much more in the full conversation, so please join us there. I'm very much enjoying everything that you're sharing so far, and I hope our listeners are connecting to it.
1: Yeah, and I wanted to bring in one more thing before we go to the complete conversation. A lot of different ways that people process has been brought to my attention As far as like people on the autism spectrum and different syndromes and functions and stuff like that. And I see people struggle with these things and they just want to label so they can understand what it is that's happening to them. And some people are, it's just because they want a pill or, or a way to quickly fix. But a lot of these I see as either being part of somebody's design and how they interact with energy or emotions or. Just how they're created and knowing the just philosophy, I see that there's a lot of the tools and techniques that we have to offer that would help a lot of these people, whether they're just not able to emotionally communicate when they're feeling something and it just builds up too much and until it explodes. And that can be labeled as some sort of part of the spectrum. You know, I've taken a test and according to the test, I would be closer to the autism spectrum with some of the ways that I interact. Like even when we do this podcast, it's kind of funny. I, I can't have both earplugs in because I get too internal. The whole outside world gets shut off if I have things covering my ears, sure. which is, you could say, part of the autism spectrum. But outside of the labels, I see it as just how we interact with energy, how we interact with our emotions, how we express ourselves. Everything does come down to energy. And a lot of the things that we offer here within the Just Philosophy, I can see as helping different aspects of this. And of course, if you feel like you need to seek out professional help, we're not against that. I just feel like these are things that you can try, but they have to be done consistently. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are looking for the, the quick fixes. You may not see progress until you seriously put them into practice over, you know, a couple of weeks, then you might notice. But again, like we've talked about on past episodes, it might uncover some trauma that you have and then you may feel worse. So it is just an active participation that you have to have an in interest and accountability in your own health on all five of these levels and, and uh, a consistency of effort that you have to put in if this is an interest of yours. So I just wanted to mention that because I have kind of retroactively gone back to even parts of myself that I've struggled with that could then be put on this spectrum that I feel like I've overcome. And so never feel powerless out there and like you're a victim to these things because they are a part of you. And the sooner that you accept them as being just a part of who you are and how you interact and how you were created to interact on this plane, you then have the conscious choice to adjust the way that they affect your life.
0: Yes, that was all very well said, and I wanted to remind everybody in closing this first part that you know it basically takes three weeks to make or break a pattern, practice every day. The consistency is very important, and then three months to create a lifestyle change. So see, this is why structure and discipline is so important for the first three months. But once you get to a certain point with any issue, It becomes part of your being. I know that so many people just think that, oh, I'm going to have to struggle with this the rest of my life. And that's not necessarily the case. It takes three weeks to make or break a pattern and then three months to create a new lifestyle
1: change. We appreciate you joining us on this free episode and looking forward to you joining us for the complete conversation. And we are going to cover some of these tools and techniques that we've discussed on how to help you if you are struggling with anxiety, stress, worry, or even anger, frustration, guilt, or shame. Those are just some of those negative emotions that we all struggle with, but we're going to get more into that on the other side. Thank you for listening to this free version of the Wise Wise podcast. To hear the complete conversation and go deeper into the application of the tools and techniques of the Just Philosophy, head on over to wisewisepodcast.com and become a premium member. You'll get to hear all of our complete conversations, including the complete episodes of our Inward Journey story series and our entire back catalog and continue your self-development journey with us. We honor your dedication to self-growth, overall wellness, and continuing to ask the Wise Wise
0: and remember gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results
1: continue on your self-growth journey by visiting thejustphilosophy.com where you are able to connect personally by booking a private consultation with alexander in person by phone or zoom uncover your authentic self more easily With a human design or destiny card consultation here you will gain information about your energetic makeup personality and your higher self as well as navigating your way through your relationships there are also multiple types of reports available for purchase that help you gain insight into your career relationships and opportunities for self-growth the site also allows you to view a calendar of alexander's live performances and class schedule peruse other products such as shirts, CDs, and finally, the revolutionary VibroTune vibrational sound therapy tables. These contoured therapy tables allow you to bathe in a vibrational sonic bath of frequencies, bringing you into alignment on all levels. You will be feeling and hearing calming music synced through vibration and frequency. So again, you can grab all this goodness at thejustphilosophy.com, T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 25 years in his personal studies, private practice, and professional environment. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We want to thank you for working on you. Keep shining your light and refining your vibe.